Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. (laughs) This is episode 21, where we are going to be talking to you about the celestial energies, or like the universe, or something, right? (laughs) The things out in space. (laughs) Yeah, like planets and stars and stuff. Celestial bodies. There you go. Celestial bodies. I like that. (laughs) I like it. So um, this is, we're currently in July right now, and this is sort of like eclipse season. So you may or may not be tuned into the fact that we've had a couple of eclipses happen. Um, Most recently, we had a lunar eclipse. Here, it was a partial lunar eclipse. And um, so I thought we could maybe start by talking about eclipses. What do you think, Veronica? That sounds great. Awesome. Let's do that. Okay. Let's talk about lunar and solar eclipses too, because that's pretty impressive when you get to see one of those. Right. So, so let's talk about that solar eclipse that happened. Was it 2017? Mm-hmm. And it was in August, I believe. And it was crazy. I mean, I don't know how many of you who are listening were able to actually go see that. I was actually at a, <laughs> I was at a rest stop on the side of the freeway when it was at its full um, eclipse capacity. And I was with some family and we were just like having so much fun playing with the shadows. So Veronica, did you see it? I actually, it was a very, very amazing time for me because I literally um, left my house, uh, was moving, and I literally locked the front door to leave my house for the last time, a house I lived in a long time, like the second it was like at its height. So the whole time I was moving, I was watching it kind of play because I was moving. It was moving day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Life is happening. So I was watching it just kind of play out and it was so wild. And then right at the height, like I was like, oh, we're ready to be. This is so weird. Like lock. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know what I was really struck by and and this had happened one other time when I witnessed a a solar eclipse that was quite um, large. But I was really struck by the way that all the shadows became moons. They became crescent moons, right? Because Mm. the sun was being covered by the moon. And so there was this light coming out that wasn't full force light. It was, it was eclipsed. Um, And so it was like all these little like fingernail moons everywhere on the leaves of the trees and the bench we were sitting on. And it was like really cool. Wow. And the light changed, you know. Um, The other thing that I also was very struck by with that particular eclipse 
was that there were like massive gatherings happening to witness that. Like, That's right. do you remember this? There was like, there was some big event, uh, like festival in Oregon, I believe, that was all about yeah. the eclipse. Um, and even at the rest stop we were at, all these people, like, it was like, oh, can I use your shadow box? Oh, check out if you use this piece of paper, you can reflect the shadow in this way. Like, <laughs> it really brought people together, right? Um, I guess you probably didn't have that experience at your house. No, people were helping us move though. And the, like we were all, it was really interesting to like continue life, but also have that experience of like, I was shifting and moving from one part of my life to another into a whole new home. Mm -hmm. And to have that going on at the same time was really powerful. And I guess that's kind of like the big part of eclipses that I've actually, that I've experienced, not necessarily like having a ritual or using that magic, but um, in my life, how, how, how did it affect me? Um, uh -huh. in just like my everyday life. Right. I don't know that I have ever planned a full ritual around an eclipse, um, specifically because of that, but I have focused on what that energy means to me. And I've, I've written about this some in, in some of my newsletters. So anybody who's read who reads my weekly newsletter, you may um, have heard me talk about this. But when I think about an eclipse, I think about a covering up. So there's something underneath it, right? There's something being hidden. So with the solar eclipse, I often think about like, what, what part of me is not shining forth? Um, what part of me can I bring out more to the surface? Or kind of the flip side of that is what part of me needs to retreat a little bit right now? Like, being seen in the world, what part maybe needs to take a back seat for a minute and just like pause or get a rest or something like that. Um, and with the lunar eclipse, I always think about the moon as being really related to emotion. So when there's a lunar eclipse, I'm thinking, well, what feelings am I not addressing? What am I covering up? So I'm thinking about sun more as action and the way I'm being seen in the world and the moon more in terms of what, what are the emotions that I might be covering up or what are the, the parts of myself that maybe need a little extra protection right now emotionally? Um, so those aren't necessarily rituals that I've done, but I definitely have done some journaling around that and set intentions for a lunar cycle um, based on kind of that energy. Does that resonate for you at all, V? Yeah. Um, it just, just with the, I feel like with energies of the soul, the sun and moon, um, mm -hmm. for, uh, that, that makes perfect sense. And that all being said too, I feel like for, for me, I feel like the eclipse, there is this, um, this sense of a shift, like an energetic shift. It's almost like you don't, like, you, like the whole, like you can kind of feel it in the air, but it, this is way outside us, like beyond millions of miles in space. Like this is beyond us mm -hmm. that we don't really have a control over and it's kind of influencing us. So it feels to me like it feels, um, yeah, just it feels like a, a shift, an energetic shift is is happening, like, and things are lining up you know 
So it's like happening way outside of you and somehow that's translating into what's happening for you internally. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, you know, Veronica, when you and I were talking earlier, you were like, I believe in astronomy or astrology. <laughs> astronomy. <laughs> I believe in that too. <laughs> astrology when you look at uh just the sun and moon signs it's a similar thing right the sun is really about what what is people what are you bringing out into the world like what how are you being seen and the moon is more your emotional body so it does translate in that way and if you look at astrology then you start looking at you know how did all those things celestially celestially out in the universe <laughs> directly impact who you are in the world at the time that you were brought into being um, on this plane. It's, it's actually a really fascinating topic and one that um, would take a lot more than a you know, 30 minute podcast to really explore. But uh, it's, it's something I think about a lot because I'm very drawn to looking at the sky and like I'm, I'm somebody who will set my alarm clock if I know something's happening in the middle of the night and go out and lay on a yoga mat on the lawn and look at the sky. Um, I've definitely caught several lunar eclipses in that way. But it's not just the eclipse and it's not just the sun and the moon, right? Like right now in this moment, there's a freaking comet. <laughs> yeah. Now. Neowise, is that the name? Yeah, I think Neowise. It's Neowise. Yeah. I like that name. It yeah, it's really like, cool. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a wizard or something, right? Uh, <laughs> but I have been searching for this comment, and I have sucked at finding it. Um, I have, I, have, I thought it. <laughs> I haven't found it either. <laughs> Everybody keeps saying, look over here at this time. And, you know, I wake up early because I go to work early, and I'm like, every time, nope, it's not there. <laughs> I know, you know, I... Uh, I thought I found it and I was really pumped and I like went out two mornings in a row and I was like, oh my God, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. It was Venus. Venus was being amazing <laughs> and I thought it was a comet. And, <laughs> and then I was reading about it and I was like, oh crap, that's the thing I was looking at. It is not um, <laughs> what I thought it was. <laughs> so I didn't see it. And I actually drove around one morning between four and 5 a.m trying to find a vantage point. <laughs> wow. I know. Wow. I set my alarm like, I'm going to see this damn comet. <laughs> I have not seen it. Um, but my husband promised me this weekend we can go out in the evening and look for it uh, and he'll drive so I can be the watcher because nice. I'm like desperate to see this thing because it only comes once every 6,800 years. It's amazing. Right? That's like massive. That's Absolutely like amazing. way pre-Jesus. I mean, that was the last time <laughs> went by the earth. <laughs> pre a lot of things. <laughs> pre a lot of things. 6,800 years uh, is a long time. Yeah. So that's amazing. It, it makes me think about, you know, just when our, our human civilization was just getting going and what what we might have thought when we saw something like that or an eclipse or um you know not having the the 
you know, science that we have today. Um, like that must have felt like the world was ending. <laughs> right, or it's a message from the gods. That is true. Right, maybe the world's not ending, but maybe there's something we're supposed to be paying attention to. Um, which seems really appropriate right now in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, <laughs> too much, too much to monitor. Right. What's up, Neowise? What are we supposed to be paying attention to? <laughs> nice. But the thing about comets, so so everybody's got going to have a different feeling, just like I have a different feeling about eclipses maybe than you do, or we have some overlap around that. Um, when I think about comets, I think about something that is kind of carrying this greater energy of information, right? Like, I do think about it kind of as a messenger. Like, that comet has been out in the universe for 6,800 years, like, experiencing what that vastness is all about. And now it's bringing that by us and kind of gracing it, us with its presence. So I'm getting kind of woo here, but like, I definitely feel like we can pull that, right? It's appropriate to be woo on a witchy podcast, but, <laughs> but, wow. but I feel like if we tune in and listen, maybe there's a message for each of us. Maybe there's something that we can learn by sitting with the energy of that comet and whatever it's bringing back as it passes by earth. Um, I don't know if you remember, Emily, in the 80s, Haley's Comet. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? That yeah. was my first, um, I was younger, I was, I was my first, like, introduction to how mad the sky was. Like, even the moon, or, you know, like, this, oh, yeah, the sun, whatever, the sun's always hot. Um, but, like, I remember there was a huge deal about Haley's Comet, like a big deal. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? You know, I do, but I don't think I saw it. Uh, and I don't know why I didn't see it, but I, I mean, I lived in Seattle at the time, so maybe it was raining for that whole time it was in the sky, but I think it was in the sky for like like a week or something, right? A long time, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't remember seeing it in person. I just remember seeing it in photos and seeing it on the news and hearing about it. Um, maybe I was just more self-absorbed in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were younger, so. Yeah, I was much younger. <laughs> but yeah, there was that one and then there was Hale Bop, right? That was another comet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm. there's been, a, there's, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's pretty amazing. My daughter's really into like space, like really, and we watch a lot, um, you know, on Netflix and Hulu and all these, like all these science things about space and about planets. And um, it's just fascinating to see how, I mean, the comments you think about, like you talk about that they've spent all this time they're grabbing stuff as they go, like right? they're pulling things in. Like, so their, their tail, you know, you say you see the tail of it. They're, mm -hmm. they're pulling all this stuff, like all this amazing, you know, debris, you know, space debris, rocks, minerals, all kinds of, you know, it's amazing. 
It is. Well, that and that's kind of what I'm talking about, about how they're carrying information, right? So mm-hmm. that's the concrete scientific piece of it. They are actually carrying pieces from other areas that they've visited. Um, but I feel like energetically and um, sort of spiritually, that that's really symbolic. And it's symbolic of us as we move through our lives, right? We carry pieces of every experience we've had within ourselves. So we are all like comets. Just saying. Yeah. Well, and like I said, Carl Sagan said, we are all made of stardust. And don't quote me on that, because it may not be exactly what he said. (laughs) But we are made of star stuff. We are. Like our like our bodies are are made from the sky, from you know, the beginning of the universe. And that is all, you know, our minerals, everything everything is we're part of a star. Yeah, we are all part of stars. We are all part of yeah. the universe. So how important is it to connect to the stars? I know we were, it's funny, we were talking earlier and, you know, Emily Emily and I are very earthy people and we talk, oh, earth, ground, ground, earth, earth. Oh, what do we need the sky for? What, why would we, why would we ground down and then like reach up towards the universe and like say hello to the, you know, the stars and the moon and all of that that's going on? Why would you do that, Emily? Well, you know, I'll tell you how I think about it. I think about it as that anchor point above and below. So if I'm doing a grounding exercise and I'm earthing my roots, you know, energetically and feeling the ground beneath me, and I also take the time to reach up and feel the energy above me, I feel like I'm creating this kind of like timeless moment where I'm connected to the earth and the sky and the very essence of now. And that's definitely the place that I like to practice from. Um, That being said, I also think that the celestial or cosmic energy has a really different flavor to it than the earth energy. It's a a different kind of expansiveness and it's um, it's a different kind of connection because we are all made of stars, right? But you could also argue that the earth is kind of made up of stardust as well, or parts of it are. This part I'm not that scientific on, but I would assume that it is. And so, you know, there's that that connection of what's beneath us and, and holds us, but also if you reach up above you and channel some of that cosmic energy in, you're opening yourself up to something even greater. So that's why. That's why, Veronica. Yeah, that's what I feel. I'm... <laughs> it's... Uh... I feel like when I open myself up and and draw down that energy, it feels so expansive and freeing. And I do, I definitely have moments of like, oh, that's too much. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like you think of the vastness of space, it yeah. can kind of be a little terrifying. <laughs> just, it just keeps going. And the universe is continuing to expand all the time. Um, so, to feel that connection, it actually, I feel that um, energetically when we ground down into the earth and then reach up, you know, our energy up towards the sky and draw that down into, you know, into ourselves, it, I feel, I can actually feel the star stuff inside me kind of like mm-hmm. talking to the big stuff, you know, 
and it feels like sparkly and it feels it just feels like i am part of the universe that's what it feels it's like i am part of the universe and it's not just our earth you know i'm this little being on this planet but there's all of this out there and i'm part of that too mm-hmm. i love that i love that it feels sparkly I literally, I visual, I can visually see stars inside me. That's how, what I see. I see like sparkling at night, like all inside me. Wow. Yeah. That's really powerful. And like super magical. Just saying. (laughs) It feels magical. That's why I like to do it. That's why instead (laughs) of, I mean, there are some times when you're like, oh, I need to ground and I'm just going into the earth right now because I need to just ground down. But um, to not reach up and say hello to what's happening out there, it feels, it feels um, limiting to me. Like, I feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm just this earthly being, you know, um, which mm. is awesome and amazing, but we're also in it's almost, it's almost comforting to know that I am just like this blip, you know, in this vastness that is time and space that will go on and on even after I'm gone. Yeah, that, uh, that makes me walk this edge of like, that's potentially comforting and oh my God, that's really freaking terrifying. Um, <laughs> like, oh, my anxiety just went up a notch. Uh, <laughs> Because the vastness is, you know, it's, it's huge. Um, I remember when I was a kid, we would do a lot of traveling and we would drive frequently from California to Washington and back and forth because of family in both places. And we would often do that at night. And my dad was often the person driving. Um, But we would do it at night so my sister and I could sleep. But my dad would, without fail, pull over at some point along the way usually in the mountains when we're like, you know, going over a pass somewhere, he'd find a place to pull over so we could get out where there was no light pollution and look at the stars. And I remember being small and just being blown away by the vastness of the stars and the magic of watching, you know, you watch a shooting star and it's like, here's this thing that just happened so, so far away from you but you see it and it influences you, right? And then you got to make a wish, which is totally the magical part. <laughs> in addition to the fact that this incredible thing is happening up in the sky above you. Um, I just, I feel like there's something in the cosmos that is just really powerful. And that when we allow ourselves to really tap into that, it can awaken something inside of us that we can harness and utilize for our own personal growth and for any magic that we're trying to bring into the world at that moment. That was a long story. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, what about what about lunar eclipses, Emily? We were ta- you were talking a little bit about that, but do you remember the uh, last lunar eclipse? Maybe how that influenced you, or you mean the one from just a couple weeks ago? Or, or another one? there's Uh, so many in our lifetime there are a lot of lunar eclipses and I think the one that I remember the most profoundly was um 
I, it was a time period, I think like a year in the year after my dad had died. And I did that thing where I set my alarm because it was going to be a full lunar eclipse. And I set my alarm and I went outside in the middle of the night. And I remember laying out there on this yoga mat and watching the sun, I mean, the moon, excuse me, become red. And it was like the middle of the night. And if for anybody who knows me, you know that I go to bed between 8.30 and 9 at night. And I wake up between 4.30 and 5 every morning. It's like a problem. So, <laughs> so for me to be up at like 2.30 in the morning watching the moon, that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yep. Um, but I remember that I feel like that influenced me the most because at that time I was doing a lot of ritual and I was, um, I mean, I always am, but there's definitely periods of time where it's more, I'm more active in my practice. And I was doing a lot at that time and I was doing a lot of personal work. And I just remember laying underneath that full eclipse and feeling like the difference between what does it feel like to lay under the full moon and what does it feel like to lay under the full moon that is covered and red and not, you know, not that silvery light. And there is definitely an energetic difference, I gotta say. Mm -hmm. What about for you, Veronica? You know, mine is actually around death as well. Um, the significance of the moon around death. Um, the, the most, I mean, the most significant lunar eclipse, um, my sister was um, dying of cancer and it was this long process and I was helping midwife her through the process. And there, there was a lunar eclipse on one of the nights and I just remembered just the significance of helping her transition from this world to the next and then having that moon you know just like blood, blood red that's what it looked it was like mm. whoa it it felt like a death to me I it felt like the universe was saying it's time, like it's happening, like lining up, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that probably was a probably, the, I mean, I've had many, I've even like taken my daughter, like set our alarm. Oh, we're going to go out and, you know, see that and, and, you know, lay a blanket out and like watch it over hours. I mean, it mm -hmm. will just, you can watch it for hours just slowly come to its, you know, full ecliptic, um, state. Totally. Um, but I feel like, you know, the, talk about the, the energies of the moon and the sun. It's, it's really different. Mm -hmm. A lunar eclipse, so different than a solar eclipse. Yes, absolutely. Well, and there's something about a solar eclipse when there really is like a solar eclipse and that light begins to shift that you feel like you're between worlds, oh, totally. you know? It's like, what's happening right now? Is this the apocalypse? Like, it's not <laughs> that, it's not that anything horrible is happening, but the energy of the world and the daytime completely changes to this weird, like light, it feels quieter. Everything feels mm -hmm. more still. Um, it's really a trip, it's really a trip. And then again, what do you do with that energy? 
maybe nothing, but you know, maybe there, maybe that means something to you and maybe you craft something from that um, or use it to kind of look inside yourself. I don't know. You could do anything. Yeah, that's definitely been my experience is that I've used it as for personal growth and, mm -hmm. and really, um, really felt the energies and moved with the energies just in my life when it was happening uh -huh. and noticing how that was affecting me at that time. Yes. Yeah. So the other thing that all of this is making me think about is meteor showers, which, you know, happen pretty frequently. We have them, you know, a couple times a year at least. And one of the things about meteor showers that I love is this idea of like, all these like little meteors are up in the sky creating basically shooting stars like everywhere, which is incredible. Uh, but magically speaking, the energy that I relate that to is actually sort of this like release, right? Because you're seeing meteors basically because they're burning up. <laughs> right? They're on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I like to utilize that energy and I've done, this is something I have created rituals around several times is where I'll really focus on something I want to release and then I will burn it or uh, take it outside and leave it out there. Y'all write something down and I'll leave it out for the meteors to like carry away, like burn it up. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> and I think, you know, I think really ultimately my feeling on all of this is that you can take what I say, you can take what Veronica says, you could read a book, but ultimately tapping into what your personal experience is with anything in the cosmos is going to be the most powerful way to harness it and to utilize it for your magical or spiritual practices, as well as tapping into how does this affect me on my personal growth level. That's my two cents. Nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like with anything, right? Like I'm always yeah. saying, find the thing that feels right to you because what feels right to me might not feel right to you. And I'm not the person to show up and say, no, you have to do a ritual this way. And this color means this, and this means this, because if it doesn't mean that to you, it's not going to have the same oomph when you go to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's the intention. Yes. It's the intention. Yeah. So I would just encourage you all, um, if you're listening to this in real time, you know, and it's July, what, 17th today. And I think that mm -hmm. comment is supposed to be able to be seen apparently at dusk, at least here in California. I actually don't know what it's supposed to be for the rest of the U S but I would assume it's similar. Um, get out and try and see a comet. Or I understand there's also a meteor shower, I think this week. So get out and see that, or maybe just check out the moon. You know, we're, go we're getting close to the new moon here. I think the new moon is Monday. Is that right? Mm -hmm. uh, Monday. Yeah. And you know what's awesome during the new moon? The freaking stars. Because stars. they're bright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If it's so not I, foggy. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you don't live here and it's foggy. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
But even if you live here and it's foggy, you can go up to the top of a hill somewhere and get out of the fog. Mm. So yeah, go out and harness that energy, that power, and see what does it mean to you? And in what ways can it be transformative for you and your life and your own practice? That's what I think. Yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess until next time, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we will probably talk to you next week. So until then, have a most magical week, wise women and men and everybody. And take good care and stay well. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.